This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. Got to get a little wookie in your intro there. I like it. Yeah. It did. A little bubble in my throat, and it kind of worked on that one. This week, we're talking about Ocean's 13. Just want you to know that that wookie intro played. <laughs> it definitely played. It wasn't not, just for. It wasn't just for effect. It was, it was yeah, it's not a sound effect for effect's sake. Yeah. yeah. This movie came out in <laughs> two thousand and seven, directed by Steven Soderbergh, written by Brian Koppelman, David Levian, George Clayton Johnson. I don't know, starring everybody, a bunch of rich p- assholes. Yes, <laughs> probably George Clooney, Brad Pitt, me. Matt Damon, Matt Damon, Matt. Elliot Gould, Al Pacino, Don Cheadle, Casey Affleck, Bernie Mac, Scott Conn, Carl Reiner, Eddie Izzard, Ellen Barkin. You name it. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What he couldn't get. So. (laughs) Who's got a Magnetron? Oh. Oh. The phone. Yeah, the one you couldn't get. Alex, this is your movie. Why did you make us watch this movie? Uh, because this movie's great. Okay. I love it. Uh, I, I watched this. I don't think I even watched this in the theaters because, uh, at the time when I saw Ocean's 12, I wasn't really hyped on it. And I was like, eh, okay. But I think I caught this on cable and that's when they kept, you know, just on loop playing it over and over again. And I just loved it. I, I caught it like every time it was on, like if the TV was on and if I turned on the TV and Ocean's was, Ocean's 13 was playing, I had to finish it. Okay. Scott, what's your history with this movie? Uh, saw it in the theater. I think I was fairly uh, hype, but looking forward to, to see this one. Um, I know I liked Ocean's 12 a lot more than, than most people. Um, so I, I was probably looking forward to the, the third installment more than most. And yeah, saw it in the theaters. Okay. I did not see this in the theaters. I swore I saw it in a hotel room. Uh, but then as I was watching the movie, people were watching his commercial in a hotel room. So maybe that's, I got my wires crossed there. So I don't know. I saw either at home or in a hotel room. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw the whole thing. I think I caught it on cable and... Saw most of it, but I, I didn't really remember the beginning on why they were all doing this because of Elliot Gould's character being sick and all that, or having the casino taken from him. And so, yeah, I, I and I've only seen it the one time, um, and yeah, and I just, I yeah, I don't do not like the second one. I love the first movie. First movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. This one um, is is better than the second, but not by. I thought I liked it a lot more than I did when I watched it this time. But we'll get into that. Um, and all right. Uh, before we get into lists, um, mm-hmm. somebody stop me if this is on, on their, their top seven coming up here. Um, mm-hmm. Question for you guys. Oh. So in Ocean's 12, I'm still not clear if the 12th person is supposed to be 
test Julia Roberts or Eddie Izzard's character, Roman. Um, I think it's supposed to be Roman because he's he's like more of a official, unofficial part of the crew, whereas she's more of just supposed to be a distraction um, yeah. in, this, in Ocean's 12. In this one, uh, who who's 12 and 13 again? So I, I think it, like Roman definitely has to be one of them this time around. Yeah, so it was yeah. the 13th person... Andy Garcia, Terry Benedict, yeah, that or, would be. Yeah, or, I, I think so. I, I think so. I mean, or but it could also be Linus's dad. Um, it's true. Super so, Dave. Super yeah. Dave. Yeah. So. Give him the diamonds. <laughs> it's a little unclear. Yeah. I would. I always thought it was Benedict. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I thought too. Okay. I just wanted to see if you guys had a difference of uh, opinion on this one. No, we're going to get into it. As usual, we're each going to talk about seven items from the movie. Alex, what's your number seven? My number seven, and I don't know if you caught this. Maybe I, I it just caught my eye because uh, this entails like my day-to-day job. But when you're making a video, whether it's, you know, long for short or whatever, and you're making it for another company, usually, especially in my experience, they're very particular about their logos and how to show them, where to show them, uh, and for, you know, how long. So it really struck me that they have graphics completely covering the logos and going over them. Like, it looks cool, but, like, it just, my mind just automatically went to, like, oh, shit, how many hoops did they have to jump through to get those logos past legal, you know? Because they kept having stripes and graphics going all over on top of them. Like, Usually, what, what specifically are you talking about, Alex? At the yeah. very beginning when they had the Warner Brothers logo. Oh. Uh, I mean, they'll, they'll do that for certain movies. No, yes, they do. Like, sometimes they change, like, it's a it's a grayscale for, like, an old-time movie that's getting remade or something. Or right. The Matrix, where it's all green I, and stuff. I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I, I think, like, whoever is making the movie, like, we either go to the, the studio and say, hey, we want to do this thing. Or maybe even the studio goes to them and says, like, hey, do you guys want to do this thing? Like uh, like the Sonic movies where they replace the Paramount stars with the rings kind of thing. Right. Um, or Scott Pilgrim vs. the World where they, they have the universal but like the 8-bit version of that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think studios are a little more receptive to that than you might think for for at least kind of bigger budget titles anyway. Yeah, it just struck me as weird because it's not anything – I mean, it's not like dice or chips or anything to do with a casino, kind of, like, not directly. It might abstractly be like, oh, the stripes kind of resemble the chips on the side, maybe? But it's just, like, graphical animated stripes going over the logos. It's like it, – it just struck me as weird. It caught my eye. Yeah, no, it, it, was, it was interesting. I think it was just Soderbergh kind of playing around. Um, you know, in the, in the second movie, he definitely had – the, the French New Wave stuff going, and this was, um, you know, him still wanting to, to put his kind of stamp on the, the different stuff happening, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it looks cool. I liked it. But, yeah, that just it triggered me for my day job. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't even notice or pay attention, so. There you go. Number seven. Yeah. All right. Scott, number seven. Okay. My number seven. Uh... I I like the uh, the Bourne reference um, that 
I've seen this movie several times and it always makes me chuckle uh, when they, they cut in the middle of the movie to, to Linus and all of a sudden it goes to like the handheld camera which they don't really use anywhere else in the movie at least not like this and they they change the color palette they might even change like the film that they're using for that um, and he starts talking about how like his cover's been blown and he's lost all of his passports and he thinks he's being followed and uh, you know he's, he's in London randomly uh, about that you know, these movies do get very cute with, like, the, the self-referential stuff of them actually being movie stars in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was still still amusing to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I it was... It's a little more subtle than the whole Julia Roberts thing in the second one. That yeah. just yeah. pissed me off. The, the, uh, <laughs> the, the pheromone thing that he uses, the Gilroy. The Gilroy. That, that's another reference. Like, Tony Gilroy is... Directed or produced something that, that Matt Damon's worked on? It might have been one of the Bourne movies. I don't remember. Or I'm sure it wasn't like Garlic Town, USA? <laughs> it could have been. Yeah. Uh, it's very powerful. Right. And I, I don't know if anyone's mentioned... No, never mind. I'll save it for later. Uh, my number seven... And my list is not any particular order here. These are just like my... The random thoughts of a madman. This is my manifesto for this movie, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> uh... The whole bit, the winning slots with Brad Pitt, like leaving the token there and having the next person put it in, like all the security and like they're not going to go back and check a guy who wins $4 million to look like what's going on any funny business and just see this guy happen to leave a coin there. Yeah, it did happen twice. I don't know. For movies that make such, oh, the security here and the security here and all this and you know they always go back and check like. I don't know. It just bugged me. Stuck out to me. Didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. There you go. All right, Alex, number six. Number six is, uh, speaking of the coin getting left, the, no, the, just that whole, that poor bastard from the Five Diamond Commission. Yeah. <laughs> they really work him. Uh, and it was great. Like the, 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 uh, I don't know, the foreshadowing. At the very beginning, I mean, it's like, geez, would you go through this for $10 million? No, I do it for 11. Yeah, it's great. But I really love the montage of, um, was it Danny and Rusty going through the room, putting all the gross stuff uh, <laughs> all over the place, the towels, the bed and everything and him going through it, all the, the rude service that he got. Then all they had to do is bribe like the Mater D and a couple other people. And he gets a good yeah. payout at the end. It's great. The bed bugs. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, ah. I like that he has cool sci-fi goggles for that. <laughs> he doesn't use the black light, which is, you know, what you usually would use for bed bugs also. <laughs> but Yeah, black light will show a bunch of other stuff you don't want to see either. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Scott, number six. Uh, okay. Um what actually uh just real quick, one thing that bothered me about um, the the critic uh, running it over stinks. the room. Yeah, <laughs> it stinks. Uh, it was that the, the hotel is about to have this soft opening. So, like, the hotel room's, like, brand new. So, like, yes, he, he's checking, but, if, like, they should be clean. Like, like I, I don't know. Like, it, it would be weird that they would just start out, like, that way. Like, I, I don't know. That, that bothered me. <laughs> okay, oh, let yeah. me ask you this. The, the one thing I didn't get 
the Elliot Gould hotel, he, what was that? Did he buy him? Was that an existing hotel that he just renamed and everything? Because he even got mad that he renamed it. Was that that same hotel or was that a different one? So that was, so they, at the beginning, the the hotel that eventually becomes the bank is where they're standing. Like in, it's yes. still under construction. Yes. And it was supposed to be called the, the Midas. And then, uh, yeah, the Al Pacino screws him over. Okay, but it wasn't an exist. It was a brand new hotel from scratch. It seemed that way. Yeah. yeah. Or, yes. or it was just like, or where another where another casino used to be, or something. I don't know. But okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe they just kind of closed it down, redid it, and opened it up. And in that case, maybe they would reuse the beds and shit like that. But okay. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It's brand new. There's no way there would be any issue. Like I maybe mean, issues, but not like that. Anyway, so my my, right. my number yep. six, um, that kind of gripe I had was the. The, the magic machines here. Um, it, in a way, it's no less ridiculous than the the portable EMPs <laughs> or the portable EMP that they, they wind up using in the, the first Oceans movie. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I, I kind of wish in the first movie um, that they figured out a way to, like when they were writing it or whatever, to... Have them kind of stick to the original plan of just blowing the grid more manually um, versus using this like magical device. <laughs> um, and in this, they, they import these giant uh, drills. And there's just so many questions I have about, <laughs> about how yeah. they got, got that operation going. And they do it twice over the span of like day. Like the second one, they do it in days, right? Like, okay, so they have six months to, to get the first one going, right? But the second one, like, yeah, just it doesn't make any sense. Um, well, they bought it. <laughs> I get that they bought it. <laughs> Terry Benedict's up. Uh, but, yeah. And then, yeah, it, it just... It was just not all... I mean, a lot of it is nonsense. Like, they're, they're doing a lot of magical stuff in this movie. <laughs> yeah. To, to, to rig the games. But uh, the the drill, though, kind of takes the cake. It feels like a little little necessary. All right. Well, I'm going to piggyback up for you, off of you there. And what I think what's even worse, I mean, that one is ridiculous. There's no way. But the super AI computer and tech guy of this the monitoring the system Greco. that's reading emotions. And oh, my God. I don't know <laughs> but and Jeff, you, it's 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 stored on Exobytes. Yes. Which doesn't make any sense either. Like, that's just a unit of storage. It doesn't make it any more powerful. (laughs) Just by virtue of having more space. No, I mean, you could have more data to pull from to make pattern analysis. But 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 like, if you're, if you're, (laughs) if you're reading like human emotion, like doing facial recognition of thousands of people in real time, like, like store, yes, you're going to need storage space, I'm sure, but like, it's going to take more than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but more than anything, was the tech guy himself the the what's the one of the say what's his face? He was Greco. totally huh? Eddie is Greco. No, 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 no. The, the, the guy in the oh, oh, Ju- in, uh, Julian Sands of of Warlock fame. Yeah, no, but he yeah. also was a wannabe. Um, Jesus Christ, who's the bad guy in Die Hard with the Vengeance? Oh, Simon uh, S- Scar. Yeah, Scott. Yeah, what's his name? Jesus Christ, uh, Jeremy Irons. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought it was Jeremy Irons at first. Anyway, just 
Nope. <laughs> you did? I did. I don't know. Whatever. He had glasses. I he kind of looked like... We get uh, it, Jeff. All British people sound the same to you. Well, yeah. they definitely do that because I can't understand them. But just him walking down, like the lady wins the progressive slot or whatever, the first... So no emotions. It's, 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 it's true win. It's, yeah, it's genuine. Oh, it's legitimate. It's legitimate. It's yeah. legitimate. Just, oh, he wanted to sell me an infinity car after that. No, it was just... <laughs> the Q45 infinity toilet. <laughs> I don't know. Just that that whole the little blinky lights underneath the show. I don't the know blinky the lights under the table. <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Like, yeah, those, like those, those, are those cameras machines. or like those heat sensors? What the hell are those no, supposed to be? The Greco is on. I guess yeah. toast. Yeah. toast. Toast. Yeah. So that's my number six, Alex. What's your number five? My number five is I mentioned the montage in the uh, sprint and the yuck around the room, but there was the the other montage of them getting ready for the casino night where it's cutting between uh, Willie Banks and the whole sumo arena and everything and Danny coming in with the whales again to show them off. Uh, everybody taking their their places and everything, setting up for the for the big heist. Yeah, I did, I did like the awesome. spleen skirts. They they did they did that a yeah. few times. Yeah, 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 that was great. Yeah, all of these three movies they do great with those splits. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm embarrassed to admit the first couple times they used whales, I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. And I was like, <laughs> as if like a, I mean, this is a metaphor, but like a difference. Like what the fuck? And then he was like, oh, yeah, the big all fish. Right. Scott number five. Okay. Uh, so my number five, um, the <laughs> the scene where they they guilt Yen into going up the elevator shaft. Shit. Uh, <laughs> shit. 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 <laughs> the only <laughs> English he speaks in the entire movie. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, they they punctuate the the sequence with the the shit as well, but. Uh, it, it's it's a weird thing because I think it's like painfully obvious that none of them speak a lick of Chinese. Um, so like for the character, the actors to have to like pretend that they totally understand what he's talking about. At least they yeah. like. The, I, I was actually very appreciative. There's a later scene where Bernie Mac was like, "What was he saying about Samsung?" Where like acknowledging that he's not perfectly fluent in 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 uh, Mandarin. But, Mandarin uh, maybe. Uh, at, at any rate, uh, yeah, that, that seems funny though. When, he, when he's telling them that, uh, like, the whatever stunt he did on TV was actually faked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, I guess we're going to have to move <laughs> Ruben into a home. And then yeah. he's like, shit. <laughs> yeah. So. so- Obviously, they take they take dramatic license with the elevator shaft, but I really wonder what it is like. How fast these things really are moving when you're in there? Yeah, like I I guess yeah, they got to be yeah, the ass yeah. Yeah, like, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. like, like they don't have to like lo- like be moving that fast to like decapitate him. Really, like yeah, like you said, Jeff, it's it's more dramatic <laughs> if they seem to be moving faster. They don't have to move it all that fast to like <laughs> to, to kill him on the way up. Yeah. Sure, but to be efficient and to get up these forty-story buildings or whatever they are, like these things are kicking butt. Like, I just yeah, they beat up their fast. Like, I get, I get like motion sick, like going up to like the top of these. 
Scott's <laughs> deforming the doorman when he gets. I do. I have to push people out of the, the elevator. I was gonna stand. Sir, in front. which floor do you want to get off of? I'm oh, my ass sick. Man, if, <laughs> yeah. if if that thing happens in, in movies sometimes where some kid or whatever hits all the buttons, like did didn't that happen in Hawkeye? Does she hit so. all the buttons? Or I think she did it. I think. Uh, but that would be like oh, a worst nightmare. Oh yeah, to delay what's her face? Yeah, Black Widow's sister. If I had to like, if there's only like the one elevator and I knew I had to stop on every floor, like I would just go take the stairs at that point. <laughs> well, maybe not fifty flights, but whatever. If you're going down, yeah. yeah. Growing up, you get off and just wait for the other one. Usually, there's more than one. Yeah. All right, uh, we're on to my number five. Yes, I believe. And the whole Mexican revolt thing was stupid. And <laughs> no, it wasn't. I loved it. <laughs> I'm say yeah, that. It's much higher on my list. You suck, Jeff. It is dumb. I mean, it's, it's dumb. Th- it's it's absolutely dumb. But I, but I loved it. And at the end, like, oh yeah, they're looking for thirty four thousand dollars. They're doing the math. No, oh, just thirty four thousand dollars total, or whatever the number <laughs> yeah. was. The only part that made me laugh was when they sent Scott Con down there to get him back, and then the next scene they just show him and he's in the revolt. Yeah, he's throwing the Molotov. Yeah, yeah. More to say about that. What's the line that Casey Affleck says? Like, "Peligroso en medio medio." So dumb. He's got the mustache. Zapata. All right, Alex, number four. Uh, my number four is I, I kind of like the theme for this getting them on a heist for this movie. In the first one, Danny wants to get his wife back, but also get a bunch of money and get a crew together. In the second one, they're in danger of getting killed by Terry Benedict. And this one, uh, it's uh, like um, Carl Reiner said, it's a revenge job. Uh, one of the friends is, is down. He got really screwed over and they don't know if he's going to make it. So they all got to get together to kind of maybe buoy his spirits and, and get back at the asshole that, I mean, he shook Sinatra's hand. He yeah. should have known better. So I, one of the things I really like about these movies is like they're like master criminals, but they're not violent ever. Um, yeah. And so like the way that they're getting revenge for Ruben, who like got shocked into a heart attack. <laughs> it's like, it was, it was like the one way to get around that, like, like, uh, Albertino's character, like technically killing their friend, but not really. <laughs> um, I did think it was weird. Like how all of a sudden all of them were like super close with Ruben. Um, and then they, they kind of, at least Danny and Rusty talk later about how, he met them when they were young and he like kind of showed them the ropes mm-hmm. and like, you do not get that impression at all in the first movie. It's like in the first movie, they just like kind of know each other. They've worked together in the past, but not like, they're not particularly close when they go to talk to Ruben. Yeah. And then this, and this makes it seem like they're all like super tight knit. Uh, well, I think I doing the previous two jobs. Yeah, yeah, no, like, I, I totally buy that they, they'd be friends and that they would be upset about it, but they made it seem like they were like lifelong, like, been friends for like a really, really long time and just, yeah, I don't know. Didn't mm-hmm. quite buy it. I did. Anyway, uh, just a minor gripe. All right. Was that yours or was that Alex's? Yeah, All right. So mine. what's yours, Scott? Uh, so my number four 
is uh, I don't buy Reuben being friends. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Uh, but I always order Reuben's. I do, yeah. but with but with uh, <laughs> mustard instead of Thousand Island, which technically doesn't make them Reuben's anymore. But whatever. <laughs> Sauerkraut. Mm. Uh, <laughs> my number four is the, is the Don Cheadle's Fender Roads. Uh, I I don't uh, know. Yeah, what, honorable mention. Like just the way that the this is heavy mic, sir. <laughs> like <laughs> pretends the flute. It's goddamn American icon. Goddamn American icon. Like the this is heavy mic, sir. That that out of all the lines in this movie, that's the the one that stuck with me the most, and uh, like I still kind of catch myself like. Thinking about that every once in a while when there's some <laughs> random bullshit with motorcycles or whatever. Uh, sure, if you want a bunch of long hairs riding rice rockets. rockets. <laughs> it's a heavy boxer. Huh? Um, the, what would Chuck Berry say every night before saying one, two, three, four? Pay me my money. Um, In cash. The, also the, the hack Photoshop job, like, <laughs> we we talked so Jeff we we talked about the supercomputer and the mm-hmm. and the drill that hack like Photoshop job that he does in like five minutes might be might actually be the most ridiculous thing in this entire movie. <laughs> I think so. He's I love how he's he's photoshopping using the keyboard. <laughs> like, yeah. He's just typing stuff out he's and typing, and typing changing the, the, the valleys in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In real time too. In real time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, it was 2007 back then. Uh, that's true. God damn, time flies. The third one's already 15 years old. Well, like the, the the awesome phone that he gets that turns out to be the Magnetron. Spoilers. Like it's just like it looks like a shitty old Nokia. Like <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> oh, like that that was like top of the line back then. It wasn't that long ago. Like, yeah, that's what crazy. I'm thinking. I always forget cell phones. I mean, smartphones haven't been around iPhone must have came out not too long. Yeah, I think it was a little bit after that. 2007, actually. So, same year this came out was when the iPhone came out. Yeah, top of the line Samsung. Just a shitty... <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, on to my number four, and it is, I just have Pacino being Pacino. I don't know. At this oh. stage of his career, it's just him. Who's got know. a Magnetron? It's so weird. Like, Empty your pockets. Oh. Yeah. No, no, it's just so sad. And he's even only gotten worse. Saw him at the Oscars the other day. Eh. Gonna break the old, bank. I guess. Oh. Because <laughs> a human being aged? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's just that. But just I, I did in this I, movie, like in the last, even Heat, which I love, he's already overdoing shit in that movie, but not the whole time, at least. You know, I, I think Heat was the last time he was like, he could get away with being like peak, like <laughs> Al Pacino, like dialing, Pacino. dialing Al Pacino all the way to max. I, well, do, I, I think in Heat, sorry, he's like, he's normal through most of it. And then he just pops out every once in a while yeah. with the, she got a great ass. Don't waste my motherfucking time. <laughs> yeah, but for the most part, oh, yeah. he, he reigns it in. But I think ever since then, <laughs> nope. Yeah. I, I did, again, there was a lot of cute shit happening in this movie. The, yeah. Like the very beginning when Danny goes to see him on the construction site and he and he says to him, <laughs> like, what I want, what is most important to me. 
which is like the line that Michael says to uh, Salazzo in The Godfather when he's sitting at the table. Yeah. Like right before he says, like, my father's safety or whatever. And this one, it's that Ruben gets his, like, whatever back in the casino. Right. And it's good casting. Like, you, well, who's going to, who's comp, who do you have as a threat to the, to Danny's gang? It would be the Godfather, right? Yeah. Like, but he's just not doing that in this movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough because you've got to have the star power. Like, they yeah. got away with it in the second movie with Vincent Castle, who, is probably a massive star in France, um, but you know I, I don't know that too many people would like in the U.S. Yeah, it's just not the same level. So yeah, they needed somebody to step up to to be the villain that that's on that same the level of stardom at that point is Clooney and Brad Pitt and Matt Damon and uh, and not only the stardom, just like the bringing what the, he what he brings with him as far as previous characters, right? Like Pacino's always the badass, the the, no one gets one over on him on Scarface on Michael and then yeah um, I'll say the only thing I remember from this entire movie was him during the commercial when he goes oops <laughs> <laughs> don't oops. know why that stuck with me I knew that was going to happen <laughs> in this movie and I have no maybe you got what it takes to break the bank <laughs> oops oops alright that was our number four so Alex what's your number three my number three is the Dice Manufacturing Plant in Mexico. That's <laughs> great. He's over the source. He's got the job and everything. And even he's like, oh, do you think they're going to turn on the air conditioning? <laughs> he's like, you know, it's the pitchy way. It's like, get aire acondicionado. Giving him shit. He's like, yeah. He's like, what did you think was going to happen, white boy? Uh, but that's great. <laughs> the shitty mustache and everything. And then he talks him into the workers' revolution at the end. <laughs> Well, it's towards the middle of the movie. <laughs> he fought. <laughs> he yeah, fought. it's better to to uh, die on your uh, die on your feet than I mean, yeah, than live on your knees. Uh, and then they get Turk. He's like, "You got to go down there." So I got to go down there. He's like, "Listen to me." He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, "So you got to get the plant back in or what?" Yeah, we just got to bring management. <laughs> So don't worry though. I think they're gonna break soon. <laughs> he tossed that Molotov cocktail at the plant. Oh, that was great. And then they get back to work. Like the smallest factory of all time. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then I, I like good. at the very end, they get back to the Vegas, the States, and he and he hugs his cousin. He says, Nestor says, hang tough. <laughs> Shit a little tear. He's like, oh, there he is. There he is. All right, Scott, number four. Number three. Uh, number three is just the... They're all uh, plan and twist. Like, that's... that's the, the biggest draw of these movies besides just the, the star power. Um, like, they, they lay it out on the beginning and... Um, and then, you know, it leads into to the eventual twist. And like Alex mentioned, the kind of setup montage. Um, the... Uh, I, I did really like the the camouflage that uh, Tulur is is wearing. <laughs> yeah, stained glass. To blend in, to blend in. Yeah, because like when the first time I saw the movie, I I didn't see him there. I uh, so it was it was very effective, and all of a sudden yeah. he starts moving out. I'm like, oh, that that's that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I I feel like he got duped a little too easily, considering like all the hoops they had to go through to get one over on him the last time. Like, 
And this one, they just show kind of yeah. Bernie Mac tailing him, and that that's kind of like how they explain it. Like, it was uh, felt a little weak, but overall, yeah, I like the the twist that you know that they didn't actually swap the diamonds out. Um, the that that Dell, uh, I'm still not entirely sure like why part of the plan was for Dell to get uh, or for Livingston to to get arrested. Yeah, so I was no, confused was a little about fuzzy that. Yeah, I can, no, no, I can explain it. Remember, he had that phone call because he couldn't figure yeah. out the, right. so, so, the things. I, so so that was, wasn't part of the whole, the entire plan. It caught everybody else by surprise. It was Livingston's like standalone plan so that uh, okay, that, the Roman I think, can I think help. that's where I got, I, I figured that, yeah, he called in that just so that um, Eddie Izzard Roman could get the real fake machines in. Yeah, because uh, he couldn't because he couldn't do it on his own. Um, I never stopped to think that everybody else wouldn't be on the plan either. So yeah, because in the phone call, he tells them, "Please don't mention this to Danny or anybody else." Okay. Yeah, but then all the fingerprint shit. He always almost fucked everything up. Yeah, fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah. Nerd. Yeah, I, did, I I was confused about that, and and I thought, I mean, you think about it. Yeah, sure. He he knew about it, but I was like, oh, that's kind of. Well, he went against the team. He didn't tell him what was going on. Danny should have known. Yeah. At least, at least Rusty. True. All right. Uh, Scott, number three. Oh, you already did it? Yeah, that was my number three. Oh. Mine was Carl Carl Reiner as the old Englishman. <laughs> that is good. Oh, he was cracking me out, man. <laughs> Especially when he touches Pacino's ass. He turns around to give him the thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoops. <laughs> That was good. He's say like, this. He, this place is Eases. Yeah, this place is Eases. <laughs> hey, say it's a diamond. This is, this is oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he. I know he just died a couple years ago. So what? In, he died at ninety eight. In two thousand seven, he would have been yeah, like in his eighties, and he's still doing a heck of a good job there, mm-hmm. keeping up with all the young bloods. Yeah. So. <laughs> Carl Reiner as the old Englishman crack. I think he's the only one that swears in this movie, by the way. Well, you know, you said, what's his face? Shit, shit, shit. Oh, that's true. I did, God damn it. I just, I did a whole point of that. You're right. Yeah. Danny at the end. Sure shit ain't sad. Okay. I completely forgot about those. Mm-hmm. He does say son of a, like, my point is he says son of a bitch. So there you go. <laughs> okay. Alex, number two. My number two is Al Pacino. I actually really like them as a shit heel because it, it's out of character for Pacino to place a, a villain like this. Like you said, he's kind of a badass, but he's more like a Weasley, like greedy, you know, piece of shit and everything that would step over his own, you know, step on his mother's neck to get a dime. Uh, so I, I really like this performance. I loved it. The way that you he's know, over the top his own the brother time. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I thought him being super over the or top sister, like this was great because it, it was uh, he he had to be like cartoonish level of like super villain in order to match the tone of not only the film but like Danny and his crew like to go up against them. So I liked it, and the comeuppance at the end was <laughs> so fucking great. It's like his face, my diamonds, <laughs> they're flying away. Oh, that was awesome. So something I I. I don't remember from previous viewings was that they, they they kind of mentioned in passing very early on in the movie but um because they did all this that he's gonna lose the hotel 
Um, yes. I don't think it's super clear at the end, um, but like, like because they did all that, he's on track to like, yeah, lose lose the hotel, mm-hmm. if not more. Yeah, they pretty much ruined him. Yeah. Well, I don't think ruined him, but hey, he's ruined. <laughs> all right, Scott, number two. Uh, number two is the Malloy Revolution. Uh, like we pretty much <laughs> mentioned everything, but yeah, the 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 gag where uh, they call back down and uh, Virgil. Um, which one's which? Yeah, yeah Scott Con is Turk. Okay, Turk. They send Turk down there to get things under control, and he's yeah. He says, "Oh, we just need to talk to the managers." Or, and then yeah, then he's throwing them all a tough cocktail. <laughs> That that was uh, some some pretty good uh, editing and uh, uh, timing there. So, yeah. All right. Uh, my number two is. I just, like I said, I love the first one. I'm not a big fan of the second, and I still like. Don't get me wrong. I still like the cast, but I feel like they're trying too hard. Their acts getting kind of old in this. Like the whole stuff going back with Pitt and. Clooney just at this point it's old it's nothing, nothing to, I didn't feel anything original compared you know because the first two movies and then as fresh as it was in the first one I just had this point it was getting a little okay I get it you guys shorthand each other you talk you know everything that's going on it's cool it just got old for me and fuck them they should all give their <laughs> money back for this movie <laughs> and then especially my number one number one is about one particular person who should give all his money back for anything he made a dime he made for this movie but all of them. And in the first one, I know, like, uh, Pitt and Clooney were stars. I think Matt Damon was up and coming. And I guess the rest of the guys there aren't too big. Either are has-beens or never will be. Who am I missing? I mean, I guess Don Cheadle kind of with the Marvel movies and stuff. I don't know. But uh, it just got old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> old man Jeff. Old man I Jeff. I love the first one. Alright, uh, number one, Alex. I like, I really love the way Soderbergh just balanced a lot in this movie. Uh, for me, anyways, I, I was discovering new things that I hadn't in previous viewings. Uh, everything, everybody had their own like little moments to shine. Uh, all, almost, I want to say almost, if not all, the little setups that they had had payoffs. Uh, later down, you know, down the road in the in the movie, whether they're big payoffs or little payoffs, they they all got acknowledged. There weren't any like loose threads when they had like uh, a size or something. Like I never caught that it was because of um, what's the acrobat's name again? Yen. Yen. That that's how they got the cell phone rigged with the mag- magnetron into. Uh, Al Pacino's hands because he used to bowl with the guy for him. like just little lines like that that pay off later. It's fantastic. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to see the the lines that are foreshadowing stuff in later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But all that shit was done in the first two movies too. That's true. So yeah, but better. Mm. Yeah. Okay. We disagree. All right, Scott, number one. Uh, number one is the the winning casino montage. Um, it just we, montage. we've all we've all gambled. Uh, it's <gasps> the I know, 
it's, my pearls. <laughs> it's just the the sort of fantasy of it all. Of all of a sudden you can't lose. Uh, they, they they go around and they show how much money everybody's winning. Uh, I I don't know. It's just a lot of uh, like fun for me to to see. Like they're, they're pushing the chips forward and then winning and then they they're like close up shots of the various dealers or whatever they happen to be calling whatever the games are like what would it be a crappy a i, I don't know whoever's running the craps game uh but uh yeah just, i just i like that and that was another one where they had the a lot of like fun camera work and uh yeah just uh cool to to see that and and overall i like the idea again for for the for this that Yes, the diamond part of it was a straight heist. Um, this was, they themselves didn't have to win. They just had to make sure that the casino lost. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought that, that idea was, was kind of cool. Um, so they, they, they could still like, win. They could still, yeah, like, uh, you know, have everybody uh, join in the, <laughs> uh, to cover their tracks. Because they, to everybody else, they won legitimately. So. So let me ask you this. So the whole thing about the, the earthquake, which makes sense, right? If people would have won, they would have eventually lost it back, right? That's just how it's always wins. So they had to get the earthquake to get them out of there. But the earthquake wasn't going to last forever. Like the people were still winning. We're going to lose. Like some of that, a lot of that money was still going back to him. No. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that during the movie. I'm like, how many of these people are going to go back in as soon as they give the all clear? <laughs> yeah, they kind of they kind of hand wave it. With the the one guy saying, "But the escape plan or the evacuation plan?" Right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe at that point, we'll just have to assume that that somebody official is going to come by and say, "Like you can't have people in there anymore." Like <laughs> some of the the Las Vegas fire department, or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to investigate, and they're going to find there was this giant machine under there. Then like. Oh, well, yeah, you're robbed. Well, and so you still can keep your casino. <laughs> it's all insured, right? Yeah. Mm. Well, maybe not all of it because all the other people, like, won. To them, they had no knowledge of it. They won legitimately in their eyes. So I don't think the insurance company <laughs> would pay back all the money that was lost. Maybe the diamonds. Maybe the, if the diamonds were insured. But other than that... Why not? Yeah, People don't have to give up their money. It would just be that he gets, he's going to get, uh, whatever. It's a stupid movie. We're not going to get an insurance yeah. quote. Insurance <laughs> policies. Well, Actually, I know insurance companies, <laughs> they'd probably use that against having to pay him back. So That, that is true. There you go. Uh, all right. My uh, diamonds. We're on to my number one. Or, or mm-hmm. Scott's. Okay. Uh, Andy Garcia should give his money back for being in this fucking movie. <laughs> he just sits at his desk and tries to be cool, and he's not, and he's stupid. And uh, I know that's his whole character, though. <laughs> I'm Terry just saying the character. I didn't say the character was bad. I just Andy Garcia. Like if he got paid anything to be in this movie, it's crime, and he's not like uh, Brando and Superman or whatever coming in. Like this was ridiculous. So yeah, he was in the Godfather. Very much. He was in the th- oh, yeah, he was in the third Godfather, right? He was. Uh, Still counts. <laughs> does it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. And I'll just say, I don't know whose decision it was, but I want to give Junior Julia Roberts the benefit of the doubt. She was the one like, no, you can't. I won't be in this. I'm not going to take money for this boondoggle <laughs> of a movie. So good for her for not being in it. She's probably like, yeah, it sounds like fun to go hang out in Vegas for like three months. But I got like kids and stuff, so I think I'll stay home. <laughs> yeah, like being the only skirt in there in the, <laughs> anywhere around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, or uh, Catherine Zeta Jones either. That's true. Um, anyway, I'm giving her the credit for turning down the money and good on her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's not what happened, but that's what's happening in my mind. My head cannon. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> and technically, in this world, Julie Roberts is a character, so she can be part of the whatever's going on here. Mm, they, could, mm-hmm. they, they should double down on that, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Any honorable mentions? Uh, just a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, the first being, I felt like, it, it, I think it was the same thing in in Ocean's Twelve that that Bernie Mac felt a little underused. Um, yeah, he basically got the one scene when they're when they're selling the uh, the yeah dominoes said, yeah the dominoes. Um, so he gets that scene that 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 he's pretty great there. You don't need no literature. <laughs> I love the way he says that. Did it too. Uh, did it too. Yeah. Uh, you got to feel it. Um, the yeah, I feel like he's a little unused. I wonder if like he's gone through health issues. They couldn't do more. I mean, to be fair, they don't. They don't have. Uh, I'm gonna butcher his name. Uh, Shibo Keen Queen Sheen Yen. Um, they they he has less to do in this movie than he. Uh, I feel like, but um, David Livingston, like the, the, the non-stars, have less to do. Really, with it. Dill, it's, Dill it's, had like the same amount of stuff. Do he had, like solo scene? So sure, but I still compared to the first movie. I feel like he has less. Yeah, um, but uh, it just if for anyway specifically though for Bernie Mac, it, it kind of felt that way. Uh, that the, I I I thought the the scene where um, Turk makes them give him a tip was was pretty funny. Like, <laughs> well, they're gonna think I'm short in here. Yeah, think, think, think I'm kiting. Yeah, the, it's just so ridiculous that like he can't just pull out his own money or whatever to to do that. Uh, but uh, yeah, the that and uh, it was it was fun to see uh, Bruiser uh, take part of the the yeah the oh, place yeah. in the casino. Yeah, and he gets out. He gets his money. Gets out because he knows what's coming. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that was fun. Yeah. Uh, I had a couple too. Uh, no tour for Grace in this movie. That's right. Unless he's an Easter egg somewhere, but got yeah, cut or to- something. Yeah, Topher's out, and uh, Don Cheadle playing Rhodes in two different franchises. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and then this one, it was kind of meta. <laughs> Fender Rhodes, and then uh, Captain Lieutenant. What is he in the Marvel movies? War Machine. Uh, yeah, War Machine. Rhodes. I think he's a captain. Captain Rhodes. Maybe a colonel. He's pretty high up, though. He's right? colonel. He's, like, yeah. I know the Air Force ranks work a little bit differently, but yeah, I think he might be colonel. Yeah. Mm. There it is. A colonel. All right. And with that, it's time to rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being absolute garbage. Seven being perfection. Alex, what do you give this movie? 
this is a solid six for me. From beginning to end, I love it. I love catching all the little lines and everything, all the little details that they put in the movie. It's great. All right, Scott. Uh, I give this a, a five. Um, it's um, I, I I like the other two a lot more than this one. Uh, and like we pointed out, like all the flaws and, and then kind of how ridiculous it is just all these movie stars uh, just putzing around Las Vegas. Uh, but that said, um, like scene to scene, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's it's an easy watch. Um, it's just not nearly as good as the other two. So. Yeah, five. Okay. I'll give it a four. Um, I do like it. I just think it's a lesser version of 11. Like 12, I think, is garbage. Uh, and I 11... respectfully disagree. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it's garbage. Yeah, I mean, okay. Compared to the stuff we watch in here, sure, not garbage. But pretty bad. <laughs> um, so I, I'm pretty sure I, I can go look what I gave. I probably gave that a three. I think this is a four. And where 11 is probably a six or a seven to me. I, I, just, I love this 11 so much that it's just... This feels just like I think they try to get back onto the formula of eleven that they lot didn't do in twelve. That's kind of how I feel. Maybe I'm wrong, and I just feel like it was good, it was fun, but just not as good as the first one. I think the heist in the first one was better, and it was more, it was fresh. Why this one was not? So, but I still didn't hate it. That's why it's a four, right in the middle. And with oh, that, it's time for a crossover, which is what Alex, our top five threequels. Or the third movie in a in a trilogy, or just the third movie a franchise. Period. Yeah. So that's what I have my yeah. three three movies. Third movie in a franchise, and with one cheating caveat. So all right, well, it's your number yeah, five. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, number five. Uh, my, num- my number five is Rocky Three. Oh, Clubber Lang. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, this is great. Pain. Yeah. Pain. Pain. It's Rocky gets gets too full of himself. He's getting the, he's putting the, what what does Mickey call him, the the jobbers that, that he's fighting. At the beginning, tomato cans. I don't remember. I forgot. What he <laughs> tomato cans. That <laughs> sounds like him. But yeah, though, Clover comes in with the eye of the tiger. I I wonder like if if three and four would have been as beloved as they are without the and pun pun fully intended here. Without the one-two punch of Clubber Lang and Ivan Draga, uh, I don't think so. You had the the really really good villains because yeah. I I don't think Apollo Creed is an out and out villain. He's like an an antagonist, but mm-hmm. like he's not like mustache twirling like <laughs> like the other two are. He's not saying he's going to sleep either. with Rocky's wife. Yeah. <laughs> hey woman. Hey woman. Hey. Go sleep with the real man. All right, Scott, number five. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I couldn't not have this on my list. Um, again, I'm not the the mega fans like you guys are, which I, I I've said ad nauseum at this point. But um, mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. Um, yep. I'm gonna assume that's on one of your guys' lists. So yeah. Uh, I will nope. uh, leave off talking about it too much here. Only because, yeah, I, for most of these lists, I would have a Star Wars movie, if not multiples. Yeah. <laughs> but as, that's as, the as only a, reason why I don't have it in this in this list. As as a kid, this was my favorite of the three because probably the, the Ewoks. But <laughs> is it Chief Chirpa is your favorite. Yeah, Chirpa Chirpa. 
but not but not as uh, as an adult, obviously. But uh, yeah. all right, I'll talk a little about more of that later. But speaking of having multiple Star Wars items in their list, this is my one sheet, and I have broken up Star Wars movies into trilogies, multiple trilogies, and well, it's is not the best movie. It is. Of a trilogy, it's the best of the three. That's why I included it. And I have Revenge of the Sith on here. I okay. kind of I like Revenge of the Sith, especially compared to the first two. Mm. That's very rare that the third one is the best of the... Not really the franchise, because there's freaking no one on our 12 movies, whatever it is, plus TV shows. But of that trilogy, Revenge of the Sith is by far the best movie of the trilogy, of that trilogy. So therefore, it has been my list. You are my brother, Anakin! I, I, <laughs> CJ, I mean, I, Scott, I totally understand that response too. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> democracy, democracy, yes, Manifest. it is. It is with tons of <laughs> faults, and but of the my, three, my my favorite line of any movie of all time. From my point of view, the Jedi. <laughs> yes, God. All right, That's not a popular choice here. Uh, Scott or Alex, number four. My number four is uh, another return. Return of the King. Yep. Truly, oh, the Return of Kings. For Frodo. It's got three, four endings <laughs> to that movie, but it's still, it's amazing. Yeah. Did you say three or four or 34? Because it might be 34. Yeah, it, could be. <laughs> it might be 34. <laughs> every, t- every time it cuts, you never know. Uh, Quite quick. possibly the longest sword in movie history. <laughs> Uh, question for you guys. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this has been brought up before. Maybe this is common knowledge, but it's something that I don't know. Is is Return of the Jedi, is that the name, like a, a, an homage or reference to Return of the King? I don't think so, because he changed the name a couple times. It was going to be Revenge of the Jedi. Okay. And at the last second, he changed it to Re- Return of the Jedi because it was more Jedi-like. But whether that was based off of Lord of the Rings, I don't know. I mean, definitely could have been. Lucas borrowed, stole from a lot of things. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, true story. It could be, but I, I don't know. Okay, I hear he was going to name it Luke from Mars. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're on to our number fours now. Yes. Yeah. All right, Alex. And, uh, number threes. No, number I four. Uh, oh yeah, oh, Scott's number four. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So you, Alex, you just did Return of the King. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number four is uh, Jaws. I three. thought I thought really hard. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I thought really hard about uh, the Marvel stuff because it's so interconnected. So even if it's like the third of a thing, like you kind of need to see everything else to, to get the full effect. Otherwise, I might have had more Marvel stuff on here, but. Uh, Long story short, I, I felt safe putting Civil War, Captain America Civil War in here. Oh, yeah. Uh, even though I, that goes against everything I just said. Because <laughs> 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 all those other characters show up in other shit first. Yeah. Um, but Technically, that's Avengers 3. <laughs> yeah, like, like it should be. Yeah, it should be. But like it, it really does feel like Avengers 3, which is why I don't have Infinity War. Or, like, or, or why Infinity War gets an honorable mention. Um, instead of being a true, like this doesn't feel like the true third installment or something. Um, but uh, yeah, this is the still probably the best action set piece 
of all the, the Marvel stuff. Um, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe that that beginning of the last fight in um, Endgame, maybe. Yeah, um, I think so. Even Infinity War. I mean, I love the Civil War fight, but it, it pales in comparison. Like, I remember Alec, was it Alex that posted it? Like, when the Civil War movie came out, and it's like what the comic book was, and there's a million people <laughs> on the screen, and then there yeah. was like 20 dudes in the parking lot. By the time you got to Endgame, it really was the splash page of a comic yeah, book. So. But, but I, think, I think the the beauty of it, of, of like Civil War though was, um, and it, it gets it gets lost very quickly in the the big fight at the end of Endgame. Is you actually just see all these characters square off, which yeah. is kind of like the high high points of a lot of these movies, like when Thor is fighting the Hulk. You know, true. Uh, you know, not necessarily like the bad guys to each other, but they still fight. And, uh, anyway. Yeah, so Civil War is my That's true. Play. In Endgame, they're just fighting mindless mobs. For most for of the them, few yeah. that encounter 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 them. Hey, you guys remember that really old movie where they're on the snow planet? <laughs> yeah, those walking robots. Jeez. How old is this kid? <laughs> Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, my number four is already. <laughs> this been is the heavy war machine, son. <laughs> my number four has already been said. Rocky three. Um. Really good. I, I think as a kid growing up watching these movies, I know that the first one's the best made movie. But if I have to pick, if I have to choose a Rocky movie, it's going to be three or four, and I'm not going to watch the first two. So yeah. there it is. Also, the the high water mark for uh, homoeroticism until Top Gun came out like the yeah. following year. That's true. <laughs> but that movie was true. <laughs> and before that, it was just frescoes painted. Uh, yeah, Franco's yeah. in the Romans wrestling. Yeah, pretty much. All right, Alex, number three. My number three is, <laughs> I guess, kind of like an unofficial third movie to a trilogy, and that is Army of Darkness, aka uh, Evil Dead Three. Honorable yep. mention for me. Uh, higher oh, man, up on my list. Great movie. That's. Yeah, fantastic. Each one of those movies, well, the second and the third one, all had to have like a mini remake <laughs> at the beginning of it for yeah. each one. And they replaced yeah. the girlfriend. It was uh... in yeah, Iron Darkness. Was... It was um, what's her name, uh, Bridget Fonda, for like two seconds, yeah. <laughs> which is really weird. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know this. Maybe we've talked about it. I was actually watching Red Letter Media. They were going over. Uh... Oh, it was a Sam Raimi movie. What the hell were they doing? Oh, Darkman. Darkman, yeah. yeah. I saw that video too. It's like, man, I haven't seen Darkman in forever. I <laughs> love that movie. But they were talking about how to make Army of Darkness. They said it couldn't have anything to do with Evil Dead or something like that. So that's why it's not called Evil Dead 3. They called Army of Darkness. But then any fan who watched the movie go, hey, wait a minute. That's Ash. This is a continuation. Yeah. Something that they couldn't, to get money, they couldn't be part of the Evil Dead franchise, even though it was. Or some weird thing like that. Yeah. Pretty funny. But this this was the first one that I saw out of that trilogy, and then I'm Same. like, wait a minute, there's there's other movies Same. like yeah. they didn't just do that little flashback <laughs> like for this one. It's like oh, and I went back and watched Evil Dead one and two, and I was blown away. Yep. All right, Scott, number three. Uh, number three is uh, Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. Um. Mm-hmm. We we've we've talked a lot about this one on the podcast uh love that movie um like with, with the only other franchise i can think of that kind of delivers like first and and third movie like this is 
the Lord of the Rings stuff for me, I think. Uh, again, I I don't want to think about the Marvel stuff right now, but uh um yeah, this the Last Crusade is uh, I I forget where I came out on it versus um Raiders of the Lost Ark, but uh I just just love that movie. Uh yeah. Last Crusade. I don't need too much to worry about it. it it's funny because I thought about it, but I like Raiders so much more that I left it off my list. And it's a good movie. But where Raiders is an easy seven for me, and Last Crusade would be a low six for me. Because so I think like, they're both sevens for me. Like, yeah. If I remember correctly. And I like Temple of Doom more than the third one, just because yeah, it's see, different. Like, I, I like Temple so much less than the nine or the other two. So I, most I mean, people do. I think most, but I just, for some reason, Temple of Doom. I think it was one of the first like scary movies I watched as a kid. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, but, but I think most people are like you. Where like most people don't like Temple of Doom. Well, not most people don't like it, but they like it's like the least of their of the trilogy. That's right, yes. trilogy. That's right. <laughs> yeah, there's this. The, yeah, it's just three movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean, Last Crusade is still great. Like I said, it would still be a six on my list. Um. All right. Uh, my number three is Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Uh, I don't movie mention, in the no, no Name, no name Trilogy. Uh, freaking love this movie. This is you know heavily influenced by my dad. I mean, my, I don't even remember my dad ever even talking about the other two movies. Like we just watched this one, and then later on when I found out there were two other ones, I watched them and I was like, yeah, dad was right. There's no really need to watch the other two. <laughs> they're fine movies, but they're. they're I, I guess if you want to keep track of like the man with no name. Uh, like kind of get more of him, I guess. But really like, you're only getting more backstory from him. He just there. No, like Lee Van Cleef, I think is in two of the. He's movies. like different and characters, he's, like and he's different yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's like oh whatever. So anyway, good man, that'd be number three. Everybody Alex. just looked alike back then. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All the Mexicans look like Italians. It was weird. Suco potato. Suco potato. Alex number two. Uh, my number two is the only video game that I have on this list, oh, and damn. it is my second favorite game in this uh, franchise, and that is Zelda: A Link to the Past. That's your second favorite? Yeah, Wind Waker being my number one. Okay. I love Wind Waker. Oh, you hipster! <laughs> Damn, I wasn't. I was like thinking what, 25 about twenty-five years ago. <laughs> Still, I, was, I wasn't thinking about uh, video games. I could have had a very different list here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Link to the Past. Yeah, that's that's a good good choice. Link to the Past. Good choice. Such a good fucking game. I could play that whenever and just pick up and run with it. Hey, when you guys were telling me, or somebody told me, and you guys can verify, a Game Boy version of a Zelda game is not released on. Switch or something, and it's remastered. Yes, uh, uh, Link's Awakening. They basically remade the entire game. So is it worth getting? Yeah, it's yeah. So it's it's a lot. It, it's like in that isometric kind of view. Yeah, top down, just like yeah, top, to the past. top down. There's, there's a little more like involved with the puzzle solving. I think you can like jump, like if you get a a jump. Yeah, um, to like jump over stuff, which is a part of like getting through dungeons. Um, it's not a platformer. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have to figure out like where you need to jump and things like that. Um, but it is a platformer. It's not. Oh no! It's a no game. It's there like are like a few stuff. elements here and there for puzzle solving and stuff where you do have to do some light platforming. But it's it's awesome. It's a great game. All right, yeah. maybe I'll get yeah, that. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. I gave up on uh, 
Breath of the Wild. Too hard. <laughs> too much. Too much. It's a good game. It's too much. All right, Scott, number two. Number two, Army of Darkness. There it is. Groovy. Groovy. All right. Uh, my number two. You want to kill me? You want to kiss me? Blow. Blow. <laughs> my number two, Return of the King. Um, well, not my favorite movie of the franchise. Uh, it's still a great movie. It, none of the movies really, they're all right. They're all seven, seven, sevens. And it's, it's mm-hmm. Very good. Slot good. machine. Winner. Uh, yeah. $11 million. Oops. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's got some good stuff in there. Some of my favorite moments are from this movie, or my tearful moments come from this movie. Oh god damn! You bow to no one. Anyway, uh, Alex, <laughs> yeah, it's number nasty. one. <laughs> my number one, and this is a cherished franchise from my childhood, which I had to put it at number one. Back to the Future Three. Yep, I'm uh, legend. Yeah, I still, I still like. Ah, gee, this age one is great. I don't know which I can't. I don't know which one of the trilogy I liked better, honestly. But right oh. now, I'm sure they're ranked <laughs> in our previous episodes. But I I do love three a lot. It's good, but yeah. number one's so good. It's number one's perfect movie. Yeah, but doesn't have ZZ Top in it. So I guess yeah, that's true. Just <laughs> frisbee far out. I don't think we've done Back to the Future three. Oh. Wait, have we not? So I mentioned the podcast that I'm building a DeLorean, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the model. It, it's been forever. Like I got it to get me through COVID quarantine. And then like a month in, it's like, oh, we have a back order and then we can't get shit for China anymore. So like <laughs> some stuff finally started coming it's been piling up i started working on it it's badass it's just it's taking forever i'm literally like these little 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 cables that run alongside (laughs) the dashboard and everything i have to do and i'm getting i just getting a headache on it but it's starting to come out pretty good didn't didn't you ask us jeff at one point like whether you should get like the mr whatever or the other thing the yeah Yeah, like the lightning rod didn't it have both yeah it was both not the lightning rod but it was well, I mean, the lightning rod, I guess, will be there. But yeah, the original, the plutonium canister holder yeah, yeah, that was oh, or okay. Mr. Fusion. And it, it came with both. That was okay. like, it was weird. Like the first few. So this thing was a, it's a subscription. And so every month you get like four sections of the, or like four little, like it's, it's an instruction booklet on how to install this little section. You get one tire like the, every month. <laughs> well, basically there was like, <laughs> uh, in the first couple though it's like oh you get a fender and then you get the uh yeah the uh mr fusion and stuff and then like after they so give you the cool stuff you get the bumper with the license plate and then after that it's like no you get just the suspension and a tire and the gas cap and <laughs> blinker like it's it they give you all the front stuff quick so Is you keep Einstein? paying the subscription and stuff then no, i don't know einstein may come it's awesome. <laughs> Put Einstein inside the car. I don't think Einstein's coming, but that would be kind of cool if you did. This little radiation suit. <laughs> um, so. Like, right, oh, anyway, man, they gave at? me Copernicus instead of Einstein. <laughs> Jesus, Sage. Fucking, I got to call somebody. <laughs> so, so that was Alex's number one, Back to the Future 3. Yeah. Um, yeah. My number it's one, not- I think, is pretty obvious at this point. It's uh, Return of the King. As, as Scott would say, Return of the 
king. I don't know. Sounds like something you'd say. <laughs> you truly are the return of the king of kings. <laughs> That's right. The other great moment in that movie is Gandalf's speech to Pippin. Yeah. Fall green it's country. Good. Yeah. The other, okay. the, the other great part is... is uh, um, He's getting his fingers bit off. <laughs> yeah. The, is... Um, Oh, Denethor eating tomatoes. Is, is Denethor <laughs> basically running a mile and a half on fire? <laughs> I thought that was two towers. No. Was, oh, no, yeah, you're right. Helm's Deep. Is deep. <laughs> Gandalf's on a horse. <laughs> he could have yeah. run him down easily. Like, he had such a long way to run. <laughs> so, what did you say? So long live the life, Denethor. Yes, yeah, so to yeah. his God, <laughs> Like, well, it was his time. It's like, eh, we don't need that guy. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah, again, I was like, oh, I've got a cramp. Shed effects says a cramp. You need yeah. to be rested. So I recently went on a big bear trip, and across from our cabin, there was like this white tree. Like, it was a white oak or something. Yeah. <laughs> And the entire time, I just walked by and go, the tree of Gondor. <laughs> I was annoying my own self. I'm sure everyone else around me, too. Uh, all right. Uh, my number one, uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, it is not the best movie of the trilogy, but as a, like Scott thinks it earlier, it was my favorite as a kid. It means a lot to me. It was one of the first one Star Wars movies that I knew was coming out as a kid. I wanted to go see... My dad took me. My dad never took me to the movies. Got the whole Burger King glass. Just It holds a special place in my heart. It's still a badass movie. It's just, as I've gotten older, yeah. The stuff that I liked as kids, like Scott said, Ewoks later on. You're like, eh, not the coolest thing in the world. But I still still love the movie. Speaking of, as a little aside here, yeah, Burger King, Taco Bell, they don't do glasses anymore. What's up with that? Pizza Hut, yeah. Yeah, that's big plastic keeping them down. <laughs> no, but I remember the last set of glasses that my parents got were the ones for Batman Forever, and they were actually made of glass. He probably misses his old glasses. Yeah, it's like man, those are neat. Yeah, they were they broke easy though. They were cheap glass. They were what? Hello, cheap glass like thin glass. Hello. Oh, my bad. If I remember correctly, but I had the throne room scene where it had uh, Luke and Vader and Emperor in their background but it also had the three uh, creepy Emperor sidekicks on it and I remember like I didn't really remember them from the movie when I saw it right in the theater I was more interested in so who are these guys so I became obsessed with them because they were on uh, my Ripper King glass those guys yeah yeah let's call them the three wise men but I don't know what the fuck they were they <laughs> just Sith peons yeah um all right that's it my only honorable mention that hasn't been named yet would be die hard with a vengeance um it's a pretty good third movie in a franchise yeah oh shit mclando's my gold ball yeah this this turned out to be a pretty good uh list topic here there you Uh, go yeah so i don't mention uh, infinity war um thor ragnarok yeah um that's a good one. Yeah. I, any of the Marvel movies, I would say that's the best third in the yeah. franchise. Um, that's what heroes do. <laughs> uh, Christmas Vacation is technically the the third in the series. Well, not technically, third. it is the third. But yeah, very good. Uh, 
And then uh, to finish with a, a Marvel movie that is outside the MCU, though, uh, would be Logan, which was just so much better than the first two. <laughs> I, I yeah. like, I, I, I genuinely like the second movie because, like, Wolverine fighting ninjas for an hour and a half, like, that's, <laughs> there are worse ways to spend my time. Uh, yeah. But uh, Logan was just a lot better. A lot, definitely a lot grim, more grim, but uh, it, was, it was a pretty solid movie, pretty good. Is that on Disney Plus yet? Uh, no, they have the R-rated like Daredevil and stuff on there. Yeah, I don't know because that would have been a Fox property. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't all know. the other X-Men movies are on there and stuff. So yeah, I've never checked Hulu because I've watched Deadpool uh, isn't is on Hulu, but it's not on Disney Plus. But even after they did that whole R-rated thing the other day with the profiles and oh, I haven't checked. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, wonder. I'm not, I'm not looked. All right, it's time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. So I ran across this headline, and it got me thinking. <laughs> it's like Miami Grand Prix wants to create this is different vibe. Uh, which is marketing speak for, uh, I guess we need more new people coming to these Grand Prix races. So they want to mix it up somehow. But so far, nobody knows how to do that because it's just it, it's Grand Prix. You know what you're getting into. I don't I feel like NASCAR doesn't have this problem, right? What, what problem? Getting fans? Yeah. I, like, oh, I we got to get no we got to get new idea. people, new people interested in NASCAR and everything. I've, I've never watched a full race in my entire life. Like, well, that's not true. When I was a kid, once my dad took me to the Long Beach Grand Prix, and the only thing I remember was getting really sunburned. So, <laughs> did you get nauseous? Probably. Mm-hmm. That was bullshit yeah. because there was like two races that day. They had like one with the whatever funny cars, and then they had the the Formula Bump- One and bumper cars. Ugh. Yeah. Was not into it. Yeah, I'm not a big racing guy either, so I don't really know what to say there. Other than, I mean, Grand Prix is, I think, huge in other countries, just not big over here in uh, North yeah. America. I've, I've, I've mm-hmm. come around on some of the racing stuff. Like, I'm not interested in it, but I can see how people would be. Um, and, and the cars are cool, but yeah, yeah. I started watching that documentary on. Not really. I don't know if it's a documentary, but that Formula One. They have. The, yeah, that looks interesting. On Netflix, it's kind of like uh, Drive to Survive. Yeah, and it was kind of cool. I hear people say, even if you don't like the sport, you kind of you get into it and stuff. And I did. It was getting interesting, and I just kind of fell behind on it. It's time for Neon News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay, uh, just uh, a review, and then uh, maybe we'll talk about the first episode of Moon Knight. Um, the second oh, one yeah. is out uh, today, as of this recording. Um, so we have not all watched yet. At least I haven't had time to. Yeah, um, yeah I've only seen the first one. So just a, a, again, a, a quick review. I saw Sonic the Hedgehog two. Um, you know, not, not a lot to say about it. Uh, it it's the movie's for kids. Uh, it's still it's still fun. It still made me laugh at points. Um, it's still kind of fun seeing Jim Carrey. Um, kind of get back to his roots a little bit here. Uh, there, there's some some really cool stuff they do with the the robots in this movie, uh, without spoiling too much. 
Um, but Ooh. again, if you're if anybody with kids uh, or if, if any kids happen to be listening, in which case I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you should. You shouldn't be because <laughs> we work blue. Um, <laughs> Motherfuck. There, there's fuck, a fuck shit shit. <laughs> there's a shit, ton of shit, uh, shit. Um, of knuckles and and tails. So uh, yeah, the kids kids that are Sonic fans are I think will be in for a treat. Um, and then obviously lots of Sonic. Um, so yeah, not not nice. much more to say about that. Again, it, it was it was fun. Um, I didn't I didn't walk away annoyed or <laughs> anything like that after after having watched it. Here here's a stupid question because I don't video game anymore or really ever did Sega games. Is is Sonic still a thing? Like, do kids know what Sonic is? Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't I don't know about your. <laughs> your niece and nephew Jeff um, in particular um, but uh, yeah no I, I know lots of people whose kids are like super into it I mean are they still making games oh yeah yeah oh okay. yeah um, there's like cartoons there's uh, there's like merchandise obviously to go along with all that but uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah no Sonic Sonic is still a thing um, and uh, yeah I think the movie definitely, the first movie definitely helped with that. Um, well, at least as far as garnering new fans. Yeah. Uh, See, but, that's what Grand Prix has to do. <laughs> they set up Sonic. They want more and more fans. Yeah. yeah. Get a Sonic tie-in or something. Um, it, it is. Make a movie like, about they, Grand Prix. There, there, there are a lot of callbacks to to the games um, in, in in the movie too, which is kind of fun if uh, anybody has any level of Sonic knowledge. Mm-hmm. So. I have never played a second of any Sonic the Hedgehog game. <laughs> oh, you should. They're fun. Nah. <laughs> They're on the Switch now too, so there you go. Right. Uh, so uh, yeah, that that was the the main non Moon Knight thing I wanted to talk about. So uh, Alex, anything you wanted to go over? Have we have we all uh, seen Have we all seen Moon Knight by the way before? I have not. Okay, well then. Uh, then I'll just say real quick that I, uh, you know, the, the floor and all this stuff is super high. Um, so I enjoyed the first episode. I think I need to see some more before I, um, say anything more definitive. Not uh, me. I love it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it was great. I love the way they filmed it. It was so cool, but yeah, we'll dive into it more. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's... No, I'm going to be a Scott and I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> okay. No matter how good we tell you it is. <laughs> that's fine. No, uh, I know. I just, I'm going to stop. That's all. Uh, all right, Alex. Uh, when, <laughs> now that we're done talking about Moon Knight. Uh, yeah. Uh, the only new thing over here is uh, we finally got Beat Saber. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, the game is great. What, what are you playing on? Uh, Oculus? Yeah, we got the Oculus Quest 2 for Christmas from okay. Santa, my mom, Sandy a- a.k.a. <laughs> and it's for the kids. And then, <laughs> this is great because, well, it's kind of not great. It's a little bit worrying. But the I read the instructions, you know, being a responsible dad that's into tech and everything. I read the instructions and everything. You shouldn't let children under 13 <laughs> years old. Play with the Oculus. You've never been responsible in your entire life. (laughs) Yes, I have. Now that I'm a parent. Okay. It's happened a couple times, Jeff. Yeah, a couple times. (laughs) All the instructions. And they said the kids under 13 shouldn't play for more than about 15 minutes because, you know, they're still developing eyesight and and growing and everything like that. 
<laughs> so that's what I limit my my boys to when they play Beat Saber. And they could get three or four songs in there, uh, depending on how they play. It's a lot of fun. But I call my mom and it's like, oh, no, my you know, your niece and nephew in there. They're on there for like three or four hours. They're like, Chivas H, mom. Yeah. I was like, all right. I mean, I, can't, I, can't I haven't anything. done it. It's, it's probably a coin flip of whether I would puke all over myself. <laughs> it looks fun. I've seen people play it. It looks fun. I already yeah. Beat Saber, but Beat Saber would probably be okay. Yeah, because you're just really standing still. It's just yeah. stuff coming yeah. at you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, some, some of those songs are a freaking workout because it's not only, yeah, you do slice up the cubes that are coming at you, but there's also like these walls that you have to physically avoid. You have to like lean or sometimes oh, even step. Have you, have you seen the video of Sima Lu uh, doing Beat Saber on Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> no. He, <laughs> I haven't seen that. Like, he, he, was, he was kind of a smart ass. Like, he was like, oh, I've never done this before. And then he, he starts and he's like fucking ridiculous at it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, he, he like perfects like whatever stage he's using. Who'd you say? Simulu? Isn't that like a Star Wars character? <laughs> the Shang-Chi. Oh, how do you spell his name? Because Simulu is actually, he's one of those emperor, uh, emperor's dudes we were just talking about. S-I-M-U, Simulu, L-I-U. Okay. S I M space A L O O. Was a human male who served as an advisor to yes. Emperor Sheev Palpatine. Yes, Jeff. A, a, <laughs> a, Sheevy, a very Palpatine. vague Star Wars character was was on Jimmy Fallon playing Beat Saber. Yes. Well, I mean, it's possible. It's yeah. possible. <laughs> very vague. But I say vague, obscure. Uh, anyway. So that, that's cool that you like the Beat Saber. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's a good workout. What? So what do you use as the, like whatever, the, the actual sabers? Uh, it, it comes, the quest comes with like nunchucks and stuff. Okay. Like the handheld things. I should have known that. Yeah. Uh, he, bought, he bought a lightsaber on an infomercial. Yeah. Duh. You did too, Scott. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. That's true. Oh, uh, as, as, as a side note, a uh, guy I work with... Um, Made his like second trip to Disneyland ever since he was like last time he went was a kid. Wow. Star Wars Land. He bought the uh, the Dooku. Um, oh, like, the banana saber. Yeah, we called it banana saber, but yes, yeah, it's banana the curved rip. like yeah. the the kind of the fencing saber, whatever you want to call it. The that's cool. Yeah, thing thing looked badass. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Who was yeah. it? I know. I think it was James who doesn't work with us anymore. I think he's the one that. Oh no. His girlfriend is the one that got the uh, the other S shaped one that's double bladed. I think like Asajj Ventress's lightsaber or another one of the Sith witches' lightsabers. But it's two of them, and the grips are like in a kind of like a curved shape. So when you put them together, it's kind of like an S. Weird. Have you seen those? No. I don't think so. Super cool. I'm not. Um, I know I just made the new they just they're selling Kyle Kessis's lightsaber now at uh whatever that place is. And that's the yeah, video yeah. game character. Is that the busted up one? Yeah, which that's is kind of weird because throughout the whole video game you're rebuilding it to whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, so you're making I'm not it like really a sure. badass saber, yeah, by the end of the <laughs> game. Yeah, by the end it's like a you have a Darth Maul saber where you can split it in two and all sorts of weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Yeah, sorry. Cool. <laughs> uh, anything else, Alex, besides the Beat Saber? Uh, no, just Beat Saber. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, Jeff, anything you want to go over? Yeah, a bunch of things. Uh, quickly, <laughs> um, I was quite the Renaissance man this week. I poured a slab of concrete. Then I came inside and open heart surgery my Xbox. My Xbox, I think I mentioned the other day, I finally tried to use it and I had like blown it to get it working. <laughs> and that, that <laughs> yeah, only just worked. like a Nintendo. Yeah, it only worked for like two days. The disk drive was done on it. So I had looked up online. Yeah, you could buy the disk drive, but... That won't be able to play video games anymore because the drive itself has a chip that's hard-coded yep. to the one on your motherboard. Like- so I found a video, ripped it out. I was able to solder it back in. Did all of that. Works like a champ now. I can run. I was able to finish nice. Portal 2. I was able to play my Blu-rays again. Really, the only reason I did it is because it's my only Blu-ray player I have in the house now. So I mm. just got some yeah. movies I couldn't watch. Um, so yeah, I felt pretty proud of myself for doing that. Uh, so that went and beat Portal 2. I think I mentioned I started that up. Beat it. Yeah. And, uh, Good, good for that. Uh, I saw the Batman. Okay, um, mm. pretty, it's pretty good. It's freaking dark and you know, a little thing. A little, little levity in my goddamn Batman movies. There's <laughs> um, not even like a wisecrack at all from anybody <laughs> entire movie, but it was still good. I can't complain. It was, it was fun Batman, but yeah, not I'm looking, fun. Looking forward good to Batman. watching that on HBO Max in a couple weeks. Eh? Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I finished Ozark season two finally. Just as the prayer, we watched Batman and came home, watched Ozark. I was like, Jesus Christ, put on a Seinfeld or something. I'm dying here. <laughs> yeah, uh, vegetable lasagna. <laughs> yeah, and I want nothing. I'm watching Winning Time, really liking that. If you guys are, if you're basketball fans, Laker fans, watch that. And Sports I think there's something else in there, uh, uh, that I missed, but yeah, I'm behind on. Moon Knight. I gotta I gotta watch that. Moon oh, I fin- I think I mentioned I finished. I meant that I I finished Peacemaker. I think I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good old Eagly. Yeah. Finished Eagly. Yeah, I need to finish that moon. And uh the other day for for no apparent reason I rewatched uh Justice League, the the Snyder <laughs> cut. Is it like five hours long? It's it's over four. Jesus <laughs> H. Yeah. yeah, I still have, I've yet to Watch it. It's not terrible. Although now the guy, the guy who plays Flash apparently is a weirdo and did something bad. I already yeah. forgot what he like, did. Like again, yeah, broke into somebody's room in Vegas. This is like not the first time something. he's been involved with, with something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. Uh, it's a shame. He's pretty good. Flash. Uh, flash no flash. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I'll I'll catch up. I'll watch both Moon Knights by the time we do next episode. Okay. Oh cool. oh I I know what I forgot. Uh, Another review, real quick, is uh, <laughs> Death on the Nile. Unless I talked about oh, this last week. Yeah. Um, so I, I was look, really looking forward to this. Uh, uh, also on HBO now. And uh, I, I liked it, not nearly as much as Murder, um, which, which is to say, like, I will actually tell Jeff not to watch this. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> After as much as you hated the first one, I can't see there being much about this one that you would. Maybe you like it more. Um, this one didn't have quite the the level of star power as the first movie. I think like this one has like Annette Benning um, and Army Hammer was on his way up until yeah some stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I I still enjoyed it. Um, this one's like an even slower burn than the other one. Um, but uh, oh really? Damn. Yeah. I, I I still enjoy like as like period pieces like it's it's great. Um, it's still shot beautifully and like when they're 
the different location shots look look amazing. Um, and uh, has Emma Mackey in it, who I think is set to like really start taking off. Um, she was really good in this. She she was great in Sex Education as well. Um, Netflix. Um, she has a a big role in this as well. Um, but yeah, that that's. Uh, that's it for me and sounds like it's it for you too Jeff yeah I just one thing the reason why this video is coming out a little late uh, I went and saw Journey and Toto the other night oh wow so Ooh. there you go I saw Journey in Africa with the, with the new I saw not in Africa down in Africa but I saw Toto yeah they did the three songs that I know plus a bunch of others I didn't <laughs> um, uh-huh. and then Journey and they're both good. and yeah the new frontman for Journey is sounds pretty damn good like we call him the new one, but he's like been doing that forever now, right? <laughs> That's yeah. true. It's probably at least ten years, <laughs> at least. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was. It's an old man. It's an old person concert, so it was just people just sat down in their chairs and yeah, not, not many people standing. Yeah, and where, where'd you sit? Honda Center. Honda Center. Yeah. Yeah, we were. I don't know if we we had a bunch of concerts lined up because a lot of them have been canceled over the past couple of years the pandemic and they're all coming through and we had this and we were going to go see Foo Fighters soon but yeah. um, that just got officially canceled um, I think our next one I have Iron Maiden coming up at some point oh and then, well, cool and then we're going to go see Def Leppard Poison Motley <laughs> Crue those chicks from Poison are hot and I think Pat Benatar <laughs> or something down Pat in Petco <laughs> Yeah, I got that as a gift for Laura like two and a half years ago, I think. Now it just keeps getting canceled. Yeah, Alex, you're not going to Star Wars Celebration, are you? No, nah, I think it's still <laughs> too too soon for conventions for me. Yeah, because we had it booked for the one that got canceled because of COVID, and then I think yep. this is the first one since then. Yep. I'm not going either, but yeah, because um, I've been hearing stories from G because GDC just happened in San Jose, and like, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> CDC, yeah, <laughs> GDC. <laughs> CDC was at the GDC saying you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, <laughs> they were right. <laughs> all right, yeah. Sorry, now that's all I got. All right, sounds like we're good. All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. The news plays. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. Mm-hmm.